0: This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
1: You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.
2: See Southern Ash lose in the first round as an undefeated one seed. No, but it lose is no first round. <laughs> Second round <we'll> see. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like when I was looking, because I was uh I kind of forgot that the playoffs were starting this week. And then yeah. you posted about it, and I was like, Oh, I should go check out the brackets. And the first thing I saw was Rose was playing Conley in the first round. I was like, what? Yeah.
3: And seriously, then you start looking at, I mean, literally, they put like, I mean, the top bracket of the 3A mm-hmm. in week two could be Southern versus Northern and Rocky Mountain versus Pike. Yeah. I mean, what the hell,
2: man? <laughs> I, I mean, part I get because I guess that's what happens when a, a third of the that bracket is made up of teams from the Big East.
3: I mean, I, I guess we're doing pods again. I don't know. Um, I don't keep up with it enough to carry them. I don't know. But I mean, you could have at least like sent one of them into the bottom half of the bracket or maybe two, uh, you know, or well, five biggest teams got in. Yeah. So, Hunt's in the bottom of the bracket, but shit, you could have sent a second team down there.
2: Let's we're going to we're going to take this real quick. Let's see. What's What's go big green. Go big green the 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 favorite sites of the of the all new sports show.
3: Uh, I don't know how much they have actually updated this year.
2: Oh, they've oh they that's literally the only way I've been well besides the oh, always okay. sports show score updates. That's literally the only way I've been keeping up with standings. Uh, there's
3: always sports score updates. It's been <laughs> really fun. And when I forget them, it's like three hours. Later. I'm like, Shit, I, yeah. didn't post
2: these- I like, I like, I like, I like when I look through my feed when I wake up on a Saturday morning and see 3 a.m. score lines pop up. I'm like, mm. <laughs> mm. yeah, so this is the bad time
3: at work. I'm like, Shit, I didn't do any scores. Enough. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah, so yeah, that's what happens is because there's 16 teams in the east and five of them are from the big east, and yeah. you're like, ah. I don't know. Still, I guess. I mean, I I don't I don't know, I don't know what they could have done there. I mean, maybe. Mm-hmm. I I just I'm shocked five teams mm-hmm. made it from the Big East. That's what's surprising.
1: Well,
3: Rocky Mountain Northern Southern were obvious should have made it. Yeah. Here's the deal: five, Mike finished fourth, but we're four and seven. Yeah. Hunt finished fifth, but have five wins that was really good in non-conference <laughs> so and then they got a conference and only beat franklin so.
2: <laughs> Franklin, oh uh,
3: yeah so i mean it was like it was weird man
2: i did see Hey, I did see in the 1a bracket though <laughs> uh, the last team to make it in that eastern regional the 12th <laughs> seed it's it's the kippers Ah, the
3: Kippers! I like the Kippers! The Kippers, other than... So, North Edgecombe lost, I think, two games this year. They lost, of course, Tarver and Southwest, of course. I think, other than that, their closest game of the year was actually with the Kippers. And, I mean, they won
2: by, like, 20 something. A... It does say they had a third loss. I'm, I'm sure Maybe it was, like... Did. I'm sure it was... It was,
3: it was very early. I can't remember who it was. I again.
2: want to say it was Washington. Do you know what conference they're in? Tar River? Let's see. Tar, Ro- Tar Roanoke. Yeah, close enough. Tar Roanoke, yeah. Uh, oh, St. Paul's. St. Paul's first game of the year. <laughs>
3: That's right. They played a weird one with St. Paul's.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
3: I mean, yeah. So they were like zero and three or one and three, and then just steamrolled everybody
1: else.
2: Yeah. Their closest game was Kip Pride. They Northampton was kind of close. Um, <laughs> eh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, hell, you never know. Shit, they could they could definitely go on a run and get there in small one. Hey. Hey. You know. I, th- I think every everybody assumes we're just barreling toward a tarborough East Surrey rematch in the one double A state title game. Uh,
2: I mean, because yeah, what? There, the only other one was uh, Edenton Holmes. They're also undefeated. They're the yeah. two C in the East. Well, I don't know how know, good they the, are. The thing
3: about Edenton, they gotta they gotta go through Tarbor and they gotta go to Tarbor so. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I just I don't put anybody to beat Tarborough, Man, when
2: is Tarborough gonna lose again?
3: I don't don't think it's going to be this year. (laughs) Um, And I'll say this. I mean, you look at Tarver, you know, and yeah, you can say, oh, they have steamrolled a bunch of 1A teams. Yeah, but they also steamrolled the eight seed in the 3A. They beat pretty good the number two team in the 2A (laughs) East Regional. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, they beat Washington, who got a pretty good seed. I mean, you just – I mean, steam just steamrolled just about everybody they played, man. You know, hey, beat the number five seed in the 3A East bracket. Yeah. Beat Rocky Mountain. You know? <laughs> Shit. Tarver's got wins over Rocky Mountain Northern and Southwest and Washington right off the top of my head. So, I mean, their non-conference was legit. Yeah. That Northern – oh, it's Northern. Yeah, Northern was pretty freaking good this year, man. So – and I mean, Tarver is Tarboro, man. And, and now, you know, the thing is, once you get to the, really, you know, once you get to the to the Eastern Finals or or the State Finals, anything can happen at that point. Oh, sure. But I mean, if Tarboro just goes out in Tarboro, nobody's going to beat Tarboro.
2: Yeah. You could say, Tarboro, is the Liverpool, of of the thing. They are. They are six-time state champions. Uh that's not true. That's
3: that is true actually. I'm is it sure actually
2: is it six or seven? Uh, what bracket are they in? Quickly. What, what or not bracket? One what, by no, no what uh what's their uh conference? Conference. Um oh god uh, coastal. Naming.
3: Coastal. All
2: right, coastal plains. That's gonna be it. All right, coastal plains. How many how many state titles have the Tarboro Vikings won according it's either six or seven to this, or
3: maybe eight,
2: according to this website. Let's see. Uh, let's scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Craddock's won six state six, champions. <laughs> so, Craddock's won
3: five, yeah. Okay, and Brett or Weinstein must have won the other one in 80. or 84
2: or something, yeah. It was 84,
3: and then, so they didn't win another one, so Craddock,
2: yeah. Yeah, so six. Yeah. The closest one they had was 98 when they finished second.
3: Yeah, we beat that ass that year, too. <laughs> West Bradshaw led Rocky Mountain Grandmothers. We beat that ass. We beat them 22 21, but you know. Well done. Yeah. That's a, they were 3A, though, at that time, so they were much more big and legit. Jesus. So. They
2: they haven't lost for 41 straight games.
3: <laughs> yeah, and they're like, once. You, know, you, you you want to make another comparison you got Jurgen Klopp you got Jeff Craddock, JK and JC hey but hey. if if you want to spell Klopp as JC I mean most of, a lot of Liverpool people consider Klopp to be Jesus so that's cool
2: there you go and I, I would say as far as I know if, I, if it was an arm wrestling match I think I'd favor Craddock but yeah Craddock's a monster I mean that's a lot of people would also lose to Jeff Craddock so that's not saying a whole lot Jeff Craig is a
3: lean, freaking beast of a man.
2: Jesus, yes. As you
3: think about it, man. I mean, you really think about it. You know, you have two manager, two managers,
2: <laughs> yes, who
3: are just seen as iconic and completely beloved by their fan bases. Hmm. It's, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous set of and, the Liverpool Tarboroughs.
2: And when they have early playoff rounds, sometimes the fans don't really show up. It happens. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. a subdued
2: yeah. level a subdued anfield a subdued viking
3: Stadium, subdued viking State. oh that's more oh, that's more a rocky <laughs> <laughs> so we oh. don't give a shit to the third round but if you lose before then you suck
2: <laughs> oh this has been an amazing preamble to episode 288 of the afford podcast welcome everyone i am edward green joined as always by mccallin crime West Bradshaw, big, big week to talk about here as it's our final week of talking about the Premier League for the 2019-2020 season. The season is over. It's done. We had our final match this weekend, so everybody, you can just go home. You shut your take hole, young man. Take the rest of the year off. Everybody, just, take, just go to the Champions League. We'll just do that. Everybody else, season's over. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit in the Premier League review. Uh, also we won't really talk about it too much. We'll save it for next week, but Hey, final week of Euro qualifiers are this week. And that is actually a big deal. Team's still trying to get qualified. Um, so that will be taking place over the course of this next week as we head into an international break. Um, also of course be hitting the news and notes. Uh, we'll be doing the watch four and maybe even so elite raw that Wes is going to have to carry this week. Cause I don't have my, my Dio Madden corner thing oh
3: great (laughs) super we'll
2: see maybe we'll just have an extended watch for or something i don't know we'll see um but yeah as always the podcast is presented by ngsc sports at ngscsports.com we never stop as well as alicia's pills and things hey listen if if you're a person out there who maybe listens to this podcast and you're you're thinking you know what I'm thinking about building a mansion in Germany and, and I'm going to need to furnish it just like my giant ass apartment in Manchester. If I was that person who definitely listens to this podcast, I would say, Hey, I should contact Alicia's pillows and things on Facebook. She can get me the hookup. Of that amazing Champions League trophy body pillow that I will be able to cuddle every night in my new home in Germany until I win the real thing, which could be never as I grab onto my turtleneck a little bit and polish my head. So please check out Alicia's Pillows and Things. I, I don't know where this is.
1: Do, do
3: you think that she can make six of them?
2: Maybe, maybe, maybe that, that can or go into another house.
3: For the six time champions of Europe.
2: That can go down the road to uh to, to Mercy side. Um, hey. Check it out at alicia 's pills and things i 'm so sorry pep i don 't I did not plan this like total demolition of you, but hey, I guess neither did you on the oh, weekend um alicia 's two and
0: times two times
2: alicia 's pills and things has a great set of sports theme and cartoon theme uh pillows as well as like ottomans and slip covers and whatnot go to alicia 's pills and things on Facebook, check out all her great stuff and get the hookup there again that is alicia 's pillows and things i'm sorry pep i am i didn't i you did this twice I, twice i don't know where many times you've done this now i was like what what what's the sad thing that happened this because we like to talk about people very good job edward very they their body pillows and i'm like oh right Just very good Oh, the athletic! approves. Man, that athletic story about uh <laughs> about him building the mansion and and city trying to build the mansion out of like converted apartments, and oh, uh, it's great. Just it's great. we'll pimp the athletic more later. Don't oh, you worry. Man. The rest of the week that was in the Premier League. Watford, they're on the board, ladies and gentlemen. Gerard De La Feu made sure of it. Uh, he got it started in the second minute, and they beat Norwich on the road. Big win for the Hornets. Good job for them. I still don't understand why they're Hornets when their logo looks like a moose head. But anyway, what's important is Watford get their first win of the season. Norwich do take a tumble as they are now mired deep within the relegation zone. Uh, Elsewhere, on Saturday, Chelsea uh, was able to beat Palace also 2-0. Palace starting to come back down to earth a little bit as we're seeing that schedule we thought was gonna get kind of tougher for them. It's oh, it's starting oh, to, starting to take its toll on them a little bit. Um, they're,
3: back to earth.
2: <laughs> they're, they're sinking like like a like an eagle that's actually holding a crystal. They are fall they're plummeting back to earth. Oh, sorry, social bats. Their wings have been quit. Uh, Newcastle beats Bournemouth 2-1. DeAndre Edlin, American power. 42nd minute goal. He gets the equalizer for new uh, Newcastle. And then in the 52nd minute, Newcastle wins it through Sierra and Clark. Uh, as they hold off Bournemouth advances through the rest of the second half. Big win for DeAndre
3: Yvonne's like, damn it, I'm supposed to be the good American, and I gotta start scoring
2: goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very important. Uh, Everton beats Southampton. Well done. Just very- well done, blue noses. There you go. So they they get the 2-1 win at St. Mary's uh, as Southampton's miserable season continues. Uh, Tottenham and Sheffield had a very entertaining 1-1 draw uh, for, again, all the wrong reasons. Uh, Sheffield thinking they had equalized Youngmin Sun's goal uh, on the hour mark. uh, But VAR, at this point, you just have to say we're just going to let VAR do its thing the rest of the season because at some point every team is going to benefit and get massively screwed by VAR. So, hey. Well, you say that. Yeah, except City.
3: There is a rumor floating around. Mm -hmm. So apparently they're having like a big Premier League meeting this week. Good. It's either this week or the beginning of next week. Probably needs to be done. And um, uh, apparently... uh, the guy who's like the head of officials or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're going to do an entire like thing about VAR, about how it's been to this point. Mm -hmm. And different suggestions will be taken about um, improving it. And apparently one of the suggestions that will be suggested is to um, suspend it for the rest of the season until they can fine-tune it. Oh, that's... So here, I'm of two minds of that. I don't believe that's going to be, like, a very likely
2: outcome. Right. But
3: apparently it is going to be submitted for that.
2: So on the one hand, VAR has been introduced poorly into the Premier League, to say the least, and and taking it off to get it right and work on it. And, hey, maybe even, like, pseudo-using it, like still using it but just never actually going to it so that they can at least see, like, okay, well, with this... How would this call have changed been changed if mm-hmm. it was VAR and fine tuning the equipment without actually using it? I, I, that's that's maybe the good side of it. The bad side is if you're a team that's already gotten screwed by this, and then Most of the yeah, and then like a, a third of the way through the season, they just say, "All right, now we're we're not going to use it anymore." Like, what do you say? Like, like, and again, Tottenham have been on both sides of this this year. They got benefited from it. A little bit when when the Sheffield United thought they had equalized in this match. A couple weeks ago, though, against Leicester, Sun got screwed on an offside call that I still can't understand how it was called offsides. So, at this point, it's like... it, It would be very hard for me to say something. A rule you've played with for a quarter to a third of the season just now gets erased. And I know it's been bad, but that... That feels worse somehow to just scrap it and play with a different set of the rules the rest of the season, which is essentially what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I,
3: I can't but, see him actually doing that, but yeah, it is just interesting that it's been thrown out there. So.
2: Bad times, bad times all around. Uh, Burnley. Get a big win over West Ham, 3-0. And as we know, Swess texted me earlier today, uh, West Ham's road is not getting easier from here. So, Roberto, uh, yeah, Roberto Martinez's men. No, no, Um, Christ.
3: Who are you saying I missed? West
2: Ham's coach. I'm saying Roberto Martinez. not Pellegrini, that's it. Thank you. I don't know why I had Spanish yes, bobble. This is not up. this is not Belgium. That's true. Like, they they are on international break after all, um, but they they are going to need to turn it around very quickly there. Um, let's go to because we'll save that that can be one of the two matches we talk about. Uh, Manchester United three one win over Brighton aided by a bit of an own goal. Um, hey United, they they got a win over Brighton, so good good for them. Wolves. Another win. They're just starting to get a little bit back. They're starting to get back in there. 2-1 win over Aston Villa. Villa's goal coming very late on. uh, But another impressive win for Wolves as they're starting to climb right back up the table and are back into the top half as they're trying to prove that the Poison Chalice may be not so poison after all. So for our two matches, we'll kind of go a little more in-depth into... For this first one, it's going to be the the Saturday primetime event. It was Leicester versus Arsenal. I believe at the time it was three versus five in the Premier League table as Leicester looking to keep this this net, another dream season alive for them. And they do so with two late goals against Arsenal who have been uh, mired in so much internal conflict. Um uh, Especially with Unite Emery's embattled regime, maybe coming to a close a little bit in in the next few weeks, um, Arsenal have not won now in five games as they fall to Leicester two 0 goals from Jamie Vardy and James Madison um, contributing to this one. And Wes, I mean this is this is one where I don't even think you can call this an upset though. This is Leicester at home acting like a top four club in the league this year and beating a team that, quite frankly, they should actually beat right now.
3: I mean, the whole thing of this is, I mean, I'll just ask you, when you turned it on and saw the score, were you the least bit surprised that Arsenal no, lost? not at all. I mean, I would have been much more surprised if Arsenal had gone and
2: beaten Leicester. Yes, absolutely. Um
3: it, it's a it's a complete dumpster fire right now at Arsenal. Uh, they are longing for the stability that Arsene Wenger brought. <laughs> I almost got that out without laughing. I tried hey. hard. I tried really hard. Um, I mean, the defense is horrendous. Um, you, you spent 72 million pounds on Nicola Pepe and not on your defense. That didn't make a lot of sense. And it's not really... Paying off at all here in the regular season. I mean, it'd be one thing if Pepe was pumping in goals and setting up goals, but he's not. He's not. So, you know, therefore, he's not helping you overcome that horrendous Mm -hmm. defense. Players don't seem like they want to play for him. Uh, I've already had multiple of those player only meetings that you get Mm -hmm. when things are going to shit. Um, But it's Arsenal. And, I mean, they literally waited five years too late to fire Wenger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is Arsenal going to be ruthless and do what they need to do, or are they going to be Arsenal, which is cautious and you know see it through? I mean, he—I think for him to be back next year, he needs to make the Champions League. But I mean, that's your big goal. But how long do you let it go without? Doing something. They're very fortunate that Manchester United and Tottenham have really played below the expectations this year.
2: Well, you say that, with... but, but you look at the table right now, they're eight points behind City in fourth. They're, they're... Well, yeah, but I'm
3: saying it would, it would be even worse if Tottenham were eight points above them and yeah. United were nine points above them. Mm-hmm you know, it would be a lot worse on him then. So like I said, I feel he's kind of benefiting from the fact that, well, yeah, it's bad, but you know, we're a bit, we're better than Tottenham.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, United's right there. We can catch United, you know, so he's kind of getting a little bit of a break because some of the other big boys have been poor this
2: season. I, I think that's a good point of as strictly from a point standpoint uh, arsenal of the, I guess we call the the three of the big six who have had poor seasons up to this point, being Tottenham mm-hmm. United and Arsenal. Arsenal do have the most points. They're yeah. only three clear of Tottenham, and they're only one clear right now of United. So that could, that whole factoid yeah. could change very quickly um, oh, this- with the way this with this table is. Um, and, and I... I don't think Leicester... I don't think they're a title contender, even though they're sitting in joint second place right now. But I no. think they're a very good club. And I don't. I think they're much better than Arsenal, as you said. That's why you turn on the TV and you say, oh, yeah, 2-0, makes sense. Uh, Chelsea have been getting by with you so far. And if that keeps progressing, I don't see Arsenal catching them. And even City and what is looking to be a somewhat quote air quotes down year for them... In the Premier League after coming off 198 points the last two years, Arsenal's not better than them. I don't see them making up eight points on them. No. So, so how does Arsenal make the Champions League? They can't. The only way Arsenal's making the Champions League is if they win Europa. And even I that, I don't know if they're good enough to do. So, it's, not with some of the other teams that are in Europa and are going to end
3: up in Europa. I don't think
2: so. Yeah, it's, it's very tough. And if, I mean, Leicester is one thing right now they're level on points, but behind in goal differential against Sheffield United. And they, Hey, Wolves are only one point behind them. Bournemouth are one point behind them. If, if multiple of those non big six clubs finish above Arsenal, I mean, that's disaster in my mind. Again, you can say the same thing for United because it <laughs> can very easily happen for United as well. But, um, and that was going to get to my last question before we move on to the to the, the final match, Wes. And it kind of pertains to this. I said those big three who have underperformed this year out of Arsenal, United, and Tottenham. Who of those three, who do you see that could actually make a back, I guess, two-thirds of the season, however much it is now, surge, and, and maybe actually try to push maybe in the top four? So many points to make up. But of those three teams, which would you actually say could make a push?
3: I'm not saying this because it's you, but I mean, talent-wise, it seems like it would be Tottenham. Okay, that's that's fine. But Tottenham, I, I really think right now, I think Tottenham are teetering on the brink of this season becoming a complete
2: disaster. Oh yeah, it's a GG go next. It's a um, GG go next for a lot of teams this year. Yeah, I don't know what
3: that means, but
2: I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, it, just, it just means th- this game is over. Let's let's surrender. Go to the next one. This season's yeah, over. Go to the next one.
3: Uh, but, you know, for Tottenham, I mean, here's the thing with Tottenham. Ta- uh, Tottenham suddenly looked like a team that have just hit their expiration date as a team. Mm -hmm. That's not to say the players are bad. Mm -hmm. That's not to say the manager's bad. Mm -hmm. It just seems like right now, as great as Mauricio Pochettino has been for Tottenham, Mauricio Pochettino needs a change of scenery. Um, I think a lot, a a lot of those players need a change of scenery. Obviously Christian Erickson wants Mm -hmm. out, um, I think they really need to refresh at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Rose needs to go far, far away. Um, you know, some of those midfielders could probably stand to go somewhere else. Uh, and, once again, it's nothing saying that Pochettino is not a an elite manager because he is. He's an elite-level manager. But, you know, you know, there, there just does come a time, especially in this modern age, where sooner or later the message falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it with ultra elite managers. We've seen it with Mourinho. We've mm-hmm. seen it with, I mean, hell, think about Klopp's last year
2: at Dortmund. That's literally the example. And I, I was going to say, I know yeah. I'm not the first person to come up with it, but this is this is eerily similar to how Klopp's reign ended at Dortmund and they're they're very similar in terms of maybe not on the pitch energy but I think in terms of how they approach the game and approach their teams Mm -hmm. I think they're very very similar
3: right I mean it's it's a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. it's a lot of up tempo and I mean once again I mean you look at it wasn't that he had bad players that he suddenly forgot how to manage. Mm-hmm. It was just that team had hit its shelf life.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and you know, so at, at the end of the day, eventually, no matter how good of individual talent you have, mm-hmm. eventually you just have to refresh. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of Spurs fans mm-hmm. because they don't want to hear it. But if you look at it logically, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where there's any desire for Pochettino to come back another year. You know, everybody always mm-hmm. talked about him. I said, "Oh, well, you know, I want to, go to the stadium, and I want to." Do, okay, well, he's done that now. You know, he's. I just think with this group, with where they are physically, talent-wise. I think he's taken them as far as he can, and I think I mean that's a Champions League final, mm-hmm. and what one or two
2: runner-ups in the Premier League? Uh one one runner-up, two yeah. thirds, I think.
3: Yeah, and, and you know they it seemed like to win the this group missed their, their opportunity the year that Leicester won it. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of missed their opportunity that year. Last year they made the the improbable run to the Champions League. I, I think Pochettino has gotten all he can out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's going to be really interesting to see going forward, you know, with January now, about six weeks away, <laughs> and guess what? We're almost to a new transfer window. Yay. Like um, I mean, there's talk that, Well, you know, at this point, I don't see what use you have in keeping Christian Erickson. Yeah. Sell them. Get what you can. Um, um, Alder Varel, sell them. Get what you can. You know, the, these guys who are especially guys with the expiring contracts at this point for Tottenham, sell them. Get what you can, man. If you were in a title race, it'd be one thing. Sell them and get what you can and, and see what reinforcements you can bring in or start to line up. But also, I think behind the scenes, Tottenham need to start looking for that next manager. hmm um, and if they're already doing that, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Because if you are going to get some money in January and spend some money, you want you want it to be the next guy starting to make those decisions, and not Pochettino, who's going to be months. Right. So Tottenham, I just I just believe Tottenham are in a state of flux right mm-hmm. now. So.
2: Uh, I mean, we'll just... Uh, Still somehow less of a dumpster fire than Arsenal.
3: Yeah, less of a dumpster fire than Arsenal and to an extent less of a dumpster fire than United. So, Yeah. Yeah. Yay. You know, it could be worse. It could be United.
2: It's true. We could be Everton. Um, oh, God.
3: Nothing's as dumpster fiery as
2: that. <laughs> All right. Enough, enough talk about teams that don't matter. Let's let's talk about teams. Not talk about talk about mid-table fodder. Exactly. Let's let's talk about the big match of the weekend, uh, which did have its share of goals, celebrations, scrappiness, almost chippiness, some chippiness, and there was some chippiness,
3: chippiness had spilled over into the England game, yeah, crazy,
2: um, and and even a fair a small amount of controversy, as we we always love to have. Um, Liverpool three, Manchester City one. Liverpool get the big win they needed to fully open up the gap at the top of the table over their big rivals from last year. Um, And a rivalry that has continued to develop over the last couple of years, starting with the, the champions league elimination from two years ago. Um, Fabinho with an early goal in the sixth minute that, May or may not should have actually happened, depending on what side of the stands you were on. Um, but Fabinho does get hit an early goal. Sala just minutes later, puts in the second. And it looked like, for all the world, that that might just be enough. Liverpool got their insurance goal as just six minutes after the halftime restart through Sadio Mane. Um, excuse me, Bernardo Silva did get a goal in the 78th minute to pull City back one and give just a little bit of hope, because if there was any team that could pull a three-goal comeback, it's probably only City at this point. Um, But Silva did get one. It was the only one for City, as Liverpool do get a gigantic victory at Anfield, and open up an eight-point lead over second place, nine-point lead over City, with I guess we can start saying, as I do my quick math in my head, 26 Six matches left correct. to play, so God, that's that not gonna get, that's not gonna get old every week, is it? Um, so Wes, this was this was the big one, um, and really outside of whether we we can argue to the cows come home about the the initial Fabinho goal and what what happened with uh, Trent Alexander's arm and whether it would actually hit the ball hit off his arm at that side of the field or side of the pitch because it bounced off someone else's arm. A lot of things to go over there. But at the end of the day, regardless how you feel about that, the better team takes home three points.
3: That's a big thing. I mean, whatever you want to say, Liverpool kicked their ass.
2: You
3: know, City came out very fired up early. They were trying to get on top of Liverpool. And then Liverpool just hit them with an absolute lightning strike on that counter-attack. Um, and Fabinho, for whatever you want to say about how that attack started, Fabinho hits an absolute missile from outside the box. Uh, um, nobody's stopping that ball. Uh, Nestles in the top corner. And, oh my God, six, seven minutes in, we're up 1-0. Then we get another on a counter. Uh, perfect header from Mo Salah on... Andy, on, on some of the absolute best fullback play you'll ever see, where Trent from the right completely reverses field up to Robbo, uh, Andy Roberts curls across from the left side that just just goes a little further out than the outstretched leg to Ferdinand can get to, puts it right on Salah's head and into the back of the net it goes. And I mean, at that point two nil and Liverpool had like barely broken a sweat and city huffed and city puffed, but city did not have the quality in that match to get anything going. Mm-hmm. They had some shots. Uh, Allison came up with a few good saves, but they had shots where they didn't even test Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergio Aguero has now played 11 matches at mm-hmm. Anfield in his career, no goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that includes when he played for Atletico. Um, he Anfield is just a complete house of horrors for Aguero. Uh, guess who else is uh, for mm-hmm. two other very important people to houses of horrors? One of them's Raheem Sterling. The other what? one, is Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep Guardiola as a manager has never won it. Mm-hmm. Anfield. And that includes his Barcelona days. Barcelona Munich uh, City has never won at Anfield. I
2: will say um, this. I think Sterling... Mm-hmm. Sterling might have been the best City player that day. Like, he actually played for, for as much shit as he's been given. And uh-huh. and we've given him shit for disappearing at Anfield in a City uh, kit. He was good. I think I think he was almost by far and away the best player for City on the day. He just he just never he could get
3: was off. but i mean at the same time that just kind of shows how out of the match a lot of those city guys were i mean oh, de bruyne looked yeah. terrible de bruyne was terrible but i think de bruyne was forced into being terrible
2: yes there's there's a very you know? good article on the athletic about how uh liverpool we keep talking about the athletic it's great guys please buy it's a subscription um how they cut off a lot of his deep runs uh into the box and, and we're really tracking him well. And that's of course very important when you're talking about a guy like Kevin DeBroy. Yeah. Um
3: you know, in in midfield the the Brexit midfield that everyone <laughs> just rolls their eyes about oh he's starting Jordan Henderson, Jamie, oh, dear, why don't you play in Alex, the Ox, why don't you play him? He's scoring goals. Because unless anyone has lived under a rock when watching Liverpool's uh, play under Klopp, how often do we ask midfielders to score goals? Not often. Don't get me wrong. It is a very nice weapon to have an Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. But when it it comes down to a match where you know you're going to be seeding most of the possession Mm – Which, I mean, no matter what City is, City's going to keep the ball. We know that. Mm -hmm. When you're playing on this counterattack and you've got to have that hard-nosed defense, why are you playing anyone other than Jordan Henderson, Jeannie Bynaldum in front of Fabinho? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And they were fantastic. Henderson came off around the 60-minute mark. um, With uh, He's been suffering from an illness all week. He's been sick. So uh, that was one reason he came off. But before he came off, uh, he assisted the third goal mm-hmm. to Sadio Mane on on a, a cross that would make Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, like, blush with shame. It was that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so much quality on the day for Liverpool. Uh, Henderson and Vinaldum and Fabinho absolutely bossed the midfield. I tell you, sometimes it's just fun to watch Fabinho I mean, this dude—he—he he somehow figures out how to be everywhere, and I think he has the longest arms and legs in the world. <laughs> he figures out a way to be everywhere all the time, and I mean, they were—they were just—they were, just, were fantastic on the day. Seven Liverpool players got their nomination awards for the Ballon d'Or. Somehow, Andy Robertson wasn't one. on. Fabinho should get one next year, um, but right now, I mean, Liverpool. And Pep said it after the match. I don't know if Pep actually believes it or Pep's just paying the lip service. But he said you just saw the best team in Europe. And, I mean, right now I think it's just it's very hard to argue it. Yeah.
2: Um, I and mean, you we know. We talked about La Liga last yeah. week and that's.
3: Yeah, I mean, especially when you start looking around the rest of the leagues. I mean, yeah. no one in La Liga looks that good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Juventus are sitting on top of Serie A. They don't look that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've got issues there. Um, You know, you look at Bayern, and Bayern's getting all the press because, um, you know, Lewandowski. Well, Lewandowski, if he plays, he scores. We know,
2: yes.
3: (laughs) Um, But, I mean, you're looking at a Munich team who's not in first place in their league and just fired their manager. Yep. So, I mean, out of the super elites in Europe, this was kind of a head-to-head matchup, and Liverpool handily took care of City.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. That doesn't mean Liverpool is going to win the league or win, Um, the Champions League, but I think right now you can pretty confidently say it's the best team in Europe, Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens in May, but um, yeah, I mean, it it was just, it was a phenomenal effort from Liverpool, and a well-deserved three points, Um, you know, refereeing, barring decisions be damned. Yeah. Considering the fact that, like, everybody is, like, it seems they're completely 50 50 on that penalty
1: mm-hmm.
3: or on the handball yeah. for the first, the first mm-hmm. handball, everybody's so 50 50 on it. I mean, what do you do at this point?
2: I mean, there's almost yeah. no question it's a handball. I think the only question becomes, right. why was it a handball? And that's, that's, um, cause, and a similar thing I think sort of happened last week. Uh, with Dele Alli, um where it looked like on a on a corner into the box, he was jumping up and his arm kind of went up and the ball looked like it was deflected off his arm wasn't called because the reason his arm was going up is because in his jump, he got like elbowed in his back and, and fouled. So they were like, well, OK, I guess that's not really a handball then. So I think that's that's going to be a little bit of the discussion there is why. And and obviously, the I think it was Silva's arm that it initially came off of right. was the reason they did not call it. So very – got to love VAR. Got to love VAR.
3: Um, as far as, uh, as, as – what well, did I say? Uh, saying that uh, Liverpool are living rent-free in City's head right now. <laughs> yes. Something along those lines. Um, you could tell Liverpool made a concerted effort to play physical with City, mm-hmm. especially Raheem Sterling. Mm-hmm. And um, Sterling, by the end of that match, Raheem was absolutely fuming. He had a couple of run-ins with Trent. My, I do believe. Take away the goals. My absolute favorite part of the match was when Trent um, body-checked him into the board. <laughs> And he was so pissed about that. And then, late on, Joe Gomez came in. Now, here's, of course, the incident that's still making news. Joe Gomez came in. They had a a moment where Sterling decided to get in his face. Now, let's put it this way. Raheem Sterling's about, I'm guessing, 5'7", 5'8". Yeah. And Joe Gomez is about 6'3", (laughs) 6'4". He's about a head taller. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like me and, you know, someone actually even smaller than you. You know, yeah. jumping up, and it's like uh Joe Gomez literally put his hands under his arm. Like, stand back, little boy.
2: And thank oh, God no. that that's all that happened from that. Yeah, thank God nothing else happened, right? Thank you know, God. Thank God,
3: you know. I, I will say this, though. When that moment happened, the London Bridge exploded. Shocking. You know, I mean, well, when you look at that point uh you know, the pressure's off. The job's basically done. It's like, oh, God, now we can wind up Raheem Sterling. This is, as you like to say, this is just delicious. Don't and it got even tastier when they went to England duty, yes. which I'm guessing we're going to touch on in news and notes.
2: Well, actually, I didn't put it in there. I just I completely oh, must just have forgot we to. Because we, we can talk about it right now. Because we're about to – We, were, I was going to mention it once again. There is a European break uh, coming up here, international break, where Euro qualifying will be happening. And as the three Lions marched into camp to to get all the camaraderie and, and to close out qualifying with some big wins. The
3: littlest Lion tried to get into face of one of the biggest Lions.
2: And I, be- got beat. I believe, as they like to say, Raheem Sterling acted a fool. I believe, is, I believe is the technical term for what he did. Um, food was thrown at breakfast, as uh, I believe he said to Joe Gomez, oh, you think you're the big man now? To which Mr. Gomez thought he was joking and was like, eh, eh, eh. and Sterling was uncomfortable. Not... <laughs> un- uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, and, Joe, and Mr. <sighs> Sterling was not joking. And uh, I believe proceeded to get him in a headlock. I believe is, is the report I He'd read. Apparently, yes. for everything I hear, Joe Gomez... What do
3: I do here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I beat his little ass or do I not beat his little yes. ass? And Joe Gomez, you know, Joe Gomez, luckily the 21-year-old out been like the grown-up in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank God. Um, and, uh, and you know, it was no doubt about it who started it because Raheem Sterling has received a,
2: a uh, quite quite harsh reprimand yes he was reprimanded he was he was initially sent home and and people including i believe jordan henderson actually talked head coach sarah uh, gareth Salkit into bringing him back uh, well, apparently he, joe gomez
3: was like yeah just it's fine forget it i don't care <laughs> yeah he was like as long as he
2: apologizes whatever it's fine and uh and so he Raheem did he was called back Uh, he apologized profusely, apparently. The word groveling was used by one source. Um, But yeah, he's back. He will still be suspended for their first match against Montenegro, but he will be available to play in their second one. So all's well that ends well. Except with the English media who never let anything go. What? Man, you think this is going to come up again sometime? No, not at all. Especially not with Raheem Sterling. Or the English
3: media. Or the English media's apparent loathing of Easter.
2: They eat their own. They eat their own. The English press, they eat their own. Hmm. Well, as far as the schedule uh, for the Premier League, we can go ahead and let you know that uh, as far as the big matches to come, when we next return on uh, on Saturday, November 23rd. Uh, there is a North, Lo- or not North London Derby. There is a London Derby as West Ham hosts Tottenham to start that week. Uh, Liverpool will be hitting the road and heading to Crystal Palace to meet uh, Wui. And, uh, hey, big match at 1230 on that Sunday, or Saturday, Manchester City versus Chelsea. Uh, that's at the Etihad. That is a big, big match there. And then on Sunday, hey, this is actually a really big one. 11.30, Sheffield United looks to keep the good times going against Manchester United. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, I, I keep feeling like, a lot with as with a lot of these clubs, you have to keep proving yourself week in, week out. Oh, yeah. Sheffield no different. But this is one of those. You If you look up in the 85th minute and you see Sheffield United's up 1-0, not going to be surprised. Not going to be surprised. At all, but that is your schedule for two weeks from now. Uh, as we look at the table real quick before we head on to news and notes, uh, Liverpool, as mentioned, is at the top with 34. Leicester and Chelsea are at 26, and City are at 25. Sheffield and Arsenal occupying the European zone, the Euro, Europa zones, excuse me, at 17 points apiece. Uh, at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone: Aston Villa, currently on the outside, where they want to be at 11 points. Watford and Southampton are both at eight. And Norwich, plucky Norwich, are at seven. So a lot of ground already to make up for some of these clubs. All right. Um, As we always like to do here in News and Notes, we like to start with uh, pimping some stories. I'm going to pimp out two stories real quick. Don't know if Wes would like to add one after this. Um, Real good story. I believe this one came out today. Uh, England's No Cap Wonders um, talking about Uh, England players that suit up for the club, but never actually got into a match to get capped. Uh, It's a, it's a great article from Daniel Taylor. One of the best parts is from someone who actually did get capped. That was Jamie Vardy, uh, who barely made a, uh, a contract uh, condition that paid him money. If he was able to get onto an England match before the 75th, 75 minute mark. He got on at the 74 minute and three second mark. His agent took a picture of the TV screen with the clock on to send to the, to Lester to prove it to them. And then they tried to argue, well, it was in the 70, it was at 74.03. That's technically the 75th minute. So maybe we're not going to pay you the bonus. They ended up paying you the bonus. Uh, great article, all all told though. Just a one for uh, a lot of Mickey Azard uh, stories in there. Go check it out. And then uh, a, uh, there's an article also about uh, the life of a football referee. If you're into uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, any anything you want to pimp out from the Athletic this week, Wes?
3: Um, hold on. I'm trying to pull my Athletic up. <clears throat> I actually have uh, quite a few. Ooh, uh, things saved to get to. Uh, I will give you guys this, you know, uh, if you're if you're into college football, their college football coverage is just outstanding. Of course it is. Um, there's a good article on City called how City ended up with a defense not fit for champions. but um, just talks about some of really – it's almost like that back line just got neglected yeah, somehow. A little bit. Uh, there's a really good article on Liverpool. This was the day the shackles came off. Mm-hmm. Um, it says to a man, Liverpool stepped up, puffed out their chest and delivered it' James Pierce. James Pierce is the, the man when it comes to talk about Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a good story on wolves in Europa mm, okay. out there. Uh, Daniel Taylor did a story. Um, they build a house to help lure pet, but what will city do when he hands? I back read the that one.
2: That's a great article. That is a very good article.
3: Um, there are big-time English journalists mm-hmm. who are going on record and saying, you know, Pep Guardiola will not be back next year. Yeah. This is it. This is his last run. And, I mean, I, would it shock you literally at all? No, not at all. I mean, and, uh, you know, I say this, and y'all you know, I don't like Pep, but um, it's gotten hard for Pep. Mm-hmm and pep don't do rebuilding projects. No. Pep comes to you know t- take over and go win. Pep pep is pep is the manager who comes in to win things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Pep is not the manager who, who's going to you know he's he's not going to a team in ninth place that has resources.
2: Mhm.
3: I mean, Pep's, you know, you look where he's gone, Barcelona. Okay. Uh, I mean, inherited the greatest team in the world. Bayern Munich inherited the European champions. Manchester City inherited the English champions. Mm-hmm. Pep don't do rebuilds. No, not at all. Um, and City are at a point where they need some building. And I just, you can see Pep is cracking right now, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he, uh, joking. I keep saying it. Liverpool are living rent-free in Pep's head right now. Pep Guardiola is just beside himself that Liverpool have beaten him the way they have. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't end up winning the league this year or the Champions League this year, and it's seen as a failure to a season, mm-hmm. I think Pep's going to walk away. I agree. And when he does... This team has been built to his specification. There's not really anybody else who manages like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the next move for Manchester City? If Pep Guardiola leaves? Who, I mean, who do you go get? You've know, you you've now had the, quote, greatest manager in the world, mm-hmm. and you couldn't get it done. And by get it done, obviously he was brought in to win your – Oh, there of was, course. Of course. I mean, winning the Premier—they were already winning the Premier League. They won the Premier League under Mancini and uh, Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardiola's brought in to win Europe, mm-hmm. and right now it does not look like they're three years in. They're not any closer to winning Europe than they were when he came in.
2: Right.
3: So, um, I do believe it. I think he's. Uh, I think he's, going to be on his way out after this year as well and City are going to have to um, see so are going to have to figure something out
2: yeah it's, it could be a very tough rebuild we, we've seen other clubs go through this we talked about three clubs who are kind of in the middle of that right now um, with what do they do next and City could actually be joining that list in the next year or two um, so again we love the athletic it's good stuff good stuff boys oh yeah um, now a st- another story, uh, this one coming from Bleacher Report, uh, that there have been, everything's going so great for Liverpool. And then, and then there's maybe some injury news about Mohamed Salah and Andy Robertson mm-hmm. that might not have them ready for Crystal Palace coming up in a couple weeks time. So, so as is, is this, is this the downfall? Is is this where it all goes Wrong. Um
3: no I think Liverpool awesome. are equipped to uh survive for a few games if necessary at those mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean you have a ready made option for Robertson. You slide you slide the uh, ageless wonder, James Milner back there. <laughs> he plays left back. He's Jesus. not Robertson, but you know he doesn't have to be Andy Robertson. It's James um it's milli it's milli- time. <laughs> Um, up front Klopp has a few options. He could go four, two, three, one, which he probably won't. He can stick four, three, three. And you, I mean, we've seen, we know exactly what happened. Bring in a region plays mm-hmm. on the left and Mane switches to the right and you continue on as if nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's most likely what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Robertson. they say to the Robertson when they're not really concerned about Robertson he might miss a match but they're not overly concerned with that. Mm-hmm. I think there is some concern with Salah
2: because of his ankle
3: who, that's been kind of uh, bugging him yeah of course that injury came from that upstanding Citizen Chowdhury in the Leicester match wow. and has not gotten better since so I mm-hmm. um, you know, wanted to see the repercussions of that damn tackle it still had me fuming when I think about it so damn uh but yeah you know we'll we'll see as of now you know Liverpool are okay to absorb a few injuries Mm -hmm. as long as they're not a bunch of long-term injuries
2: nice well we will will see how that goes of course um Hey, and as we're sticking with the theme of Liverpool versus City, uh, things also not great for uh, for City. Uh, as Bernardo Silva, in the, the end of this long, strange journey we've been on, will be receiving a one-man ban for his racist tweet at teammate Benjamin Mendy. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. Um, he made a tweet, and then he gave one of those sort of fake apologies after he compared uh, a young picture of uh, Benjamin Mendy to a Portuguese-like weird cartoon thing. and It's not very good. Um, or sorry, Spanish. Spanish, not Portuguese. Yeah, I don't know what he did. My <laughs> um, so basically, uh, Silva posted a photo of Mendy as a child alongside a picture of the mascot for Spanish confectionery brand Conguitos, which is of a very dark-skinned person with big red lips, like... You would see in very, very poor taste movies from, from your, um, uh, and everybody said, oh, they're ex teammates. Oh, it doesn't matter. He knows it's just joking. I'm like, you don't put, you don't put that on your personal, personal Twitter for literally everyone to see. You don't do that. And then when you do do it and people call you out on it, you apologize for it. You actually apologize for it. So good to see that he's actually getting a one-match ban for this, so we'll see mm. if if uh, City can muster any Silvas for their next match. Um, oh, Wes, you talked about it though. We're so close to another transfer window, and there's <gasps> so 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 many rumors. Um, this on this article from Bleach Report's Dean Jones uh, talking about uh, Zayach maybe coming to Spurs i um, still talking about Declan Rice coming for a bajillion dollars to United, which I don't understand. Um, have there been any rumors that you're particularly excited about that that could be happening in the January transfer window?
3: I mean, of course the one that completely excites me is Timo. Yeah. Um, that one's been mooted around for a long time. Apparently if we do sign Timo Vermer in December – or, I'm sorry, in January. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with a mandatory loan back to Leipzig for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So it'll be more like, um, you know, when Naby Keita came mm-hmm. in from Leipzig where mm-hmm. we bought him and then immediately loaned him back for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, hold the Liverpool in, that's the big one because – I mean, God, we didn't sign anybody in the summer unless something catastrophically happens. I don't see us really signing anyone to walk into the first team Mm -hmm. in January. Yeah, you you never know. We might pop from somewhere and, you know, might do something like that. But, um, uh, God, as far as the other ones, um, Declan Rice to United. Would be a huge, a huge fund for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know why? Because they're doubling down on this young English talent deal yeah. and paying massively for it. Yeah, God, wow. I just I, I can't imagine that kind of money for a guy. I mean, Declan Rice is good.
2: Yeah,
3: I haven't been that impressed with Declan no. Rice no. ever, but um, you know, it's it's what it is. I mean, it's United. They like paying for the English town. I mean look how good Harry Maguire's turned up. Mm, mm.
2: You know when you're yeah. right, you're right.
3: Yeah. <sighs> and Hakeem Zayek that one's interesting to me because <clears throat> I mean once again like we talked about earlier, witness in depth about Spurs. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a signing for the next manager? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to have to spend a good chunk of money on him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If you're trying to get him in January, I mean, you know, he's coming from obviously a really good club who's got a good chance to get out of the Champions League. I can't see why they'd sell him in January if they sell in the Champions League. Right. Um, so, you know, it, even it might be something like we said about the first one, it might mm-hmm. be for Spurs, maybe get his signature, but then, well, we'll wait till June or mm-hmm. July. For him to officially become a member of the team, right? Uh, But I mean, you know, I talked earlier about Spurs. They got to start. They got to start refreshing because I've just got a feeling they're going to be moving some guys out Mm -hmm. in the January window. So if you can bring back, bring in a guy like Zayek, why wouldn't you? I mean, that'd be crazy Mm -hmm. not
2: to. Oh, absolutely, and, and Ajax players have been pretty good at Spurs in the past, so will... yeah, it's worked. It's been a nice little um, conveyor belt for them. Yes, just like the Southampton of the Dutchland. Um, so <laughs> sorry, sorry Saints, sorry. Um, our uh, one of our last news and notes. we've benefited we... well from those guys. It's true. It's very true. Um, one of our last news and notes we'll do today. Uh, it's very. Odd story when it came out a couple days ago. Uh, first of all, I didn't really realize that the uh, the rights to the Champions League were already back up for bidding after uh, Bleach Report just and Turner took it over a couple years yeah. ago. But hey, they were, and apparently they were won by CBS Sports. Um, so, hello friends. Welcome, welcome to... Welcome to Wednesday. A weatherly. tradition like none other. It's actually a tradition unlike any other. It's a European night. There you go. Um, <laughs> I. So obviously, Bleach Report has been well, kind of terrible, um, in in terms of their coverage and their app and and everything like that. And just Turner in general has been garbage. It's not good, uh, Steve Nash. Um, but this is this is just so out of left field and in a lot of ways CBS is going to have to do kind of what Turner had to do and that is build a soccer presence from the ground up because I mean Turner didn't have one when they started CBS certainly doesn't really have one either unlike NBC or ESPN or even to an extent Fox although Fox looks like they're starting to get out of the game a little bit um but I, I tell you what, this is I, – I just – I don't know how to feel about this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to who do they hire and how, how is it presented. And are they going to try to do like a Fox where they're going to try to more Americanize it? Or are they going to try to do an NBC Sports where it's going to be very British, very – very on that level? Is it going to be Bleacher Report where it's just kind of crap? I mean, do you have any thoughts on this, Wes? Well, and I'll say this is CBS Sports over the
3: years. Mm -hmm. For the simple fact that they used to have a lot of East Carolina games on CBS Sports, Mm -hmm. um, I've never been overly impressed with the product that CBS Sports has put out. It's always felt like very second rate. Mm Mm-hmm. Now that said, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're putting all this money in, it's a massive amount of money. They're, putting, oh yeah. I mean, you, you obviously are going to. I say obviously, you've got to invest in the infrastructure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you, and this isn't a popular statement amongst you and I, considering our faults on ESPN. God, I would have no problem with the Champions League going back to ESPN. Zero,
2: zero problem.
3: God, I mean, you'd have ESPN, ESPN Two. You pull them on ESPN News. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three sixty has gotten has turned into you know after a few years of hit and miss with ESPN mm-hmm. Sixty or ESPN Plus or whatever they're calling yeah. it
1: now. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's that's a good platform now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much <laughs> more well put together than Bleacher Reports is or anyone else's I've really seen. Oh um, God. ESPN, uh, but I mean, you know, ESPN—they've done really well with their Major League Soccer coverage over the years. Sure, um, you know, they—they they get all the Carabao Cup matches mm-hmm. on uh, ESPN Plus, and they—I hate to say—I mean, they do a good job on those.
2: Yeah, they do a really good job.
3: CBS Sports—it just—it's like you said, it just makes absolutely no sense
2: to me. Yeah,
3: but I mean, you know, all I can do—I mean, all we can do is. Say, well, I mean, obviously we'll give you a chance.
2: Yeah. Just
3: please don't screw us for four years.
2: Yeah. Don't don't hire
3: Steve Nash. Or four, five years, yet. Yeah, don't hire Steve Nash. It's nothing against Steve Nash. I mean, the dude was a pro basketball player. Yeah.
2: It's just so, so, so very weird.
3: It's like it's like I don't need Shaq on you know um MSNBC Crossfire. Yes. You know, I mean, hey, I love Shaq talking basketball. I really want Shaq talking Democratic primaries. No, 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 no. You know, because that's not really his area of expertise. Hmm. understand Steve Nash is a fan of Tottenham Hotspur. Steve Nash played like some amateur soccer. (laughs) That's great. That doesn't mean that you get to go and analyze it without being a journalist. So, um, yeah, I've just, we've been so unimpressed with Turner's presentation. Yeah. <clears throat> and the whole simple fact that, my God, you've got so many channels with Turner on everybody's plan that you mm-hmm. could give us matches. Mm-hmm. But, no, the extreme greed of Turner's really turned me off. I mean, you know, basically you get one match and then, well, anything else, you better go back. Screw y'all, man. <laughs> just, just, Screw you all. I
2: like this one. I, I do like this line, and then we'll move on to our final news and note here um, from the article about it on world soccer talk. Not, not the original article I got it from, but just as I was doing a quick search for maybe if anybody had some more information, I do like oh. this. They were doing a Q and a on it. And, uh, one of the questions was, What does this mean for Turner Sports, TNT, and BR Live? And the article answers it. One of the lines is, uh, Meanwhile, BR Live has started the process of merging the streaming platform into the Bleacher Report app, which will take two years to complete. By the time that transition will be complete, BR Live will no longer have the rights to the Champions League.
3: Gotta love BR Live. Like,
2: it, this you is know, so poorly thought. I was
3: always someone who I really pushed and pimped for Bleacher Report. I always liked Bleacher Report. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been really bad.
2: I have to admit also, and, and again, because hey, this, this goes back to one of my favorite things to do now on this podcast, which is Pimp the Athletic. A- at this point, with the, the way I have notifications set up, I'm almost always getting notifications of stories from the Athletic before they appear on Bleacher Report. And even today, there was a story that I got... From the Athletic. And about three hours later. I got a notification about it from Bleacher Report. Where they were citing the Athletic. Like mm-hmm. that. T- to me at this point. This was like almost a worst case scenario. For Bleacher Report. Like they're still going to have their diehard fans. And there's still going to be plenty of people using it. But it, Bleacher. Or, sorry the Athletic getting more and more of a foothold. Into European soccer. Starting with England. Like, I think that's an avenue where they can start to cut off Bleacher Report and put in what, by and large, is better journalism and better articles. And at that point, if you're Bleacher Report, if you're losing the actual rights to the Champions League, what do you really have left? I know they still have articles and they have their funny video, cartoon, whatever bullshit. But, like, I just... I don't know why at this point anyone, maybe in a couple years, would even go to Bleacher Report when they can instead go to the Athletic. Other than Bleacher Report's free, the Athletic isn't. That's that's about the only thing way I can figure it out. So. And
3: I mean, Bleacher Report it's it's not bad just to find stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I mean, once you kind of figure out. Like, Websites,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you know, Bleacher Report might link you once or, yeah, you know, Bleacher Report does some decent original work,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and then they'll, you know, they'll get to a good newspaper site or two. I mean, overall, for me now, Bleacher Report it's sending me to places I already go anyway. Yeah, I'm Bleacher Report all the time, so I like the app.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I like the app, you know. I like getting the little. Uh, you know, Updates and the, um, the notifications and, report's not really must see. You know, internet.
2: Womp womp. Um, so womp, now our, womp, for, womp. for our final story, and it is, we we must bid a a happy happy trails, I guess, to the man who came. Just gonna <laughs> let that hang for a second. He yeah. saw, and he conquered Los Angeles. Zlatan is, is heading back to Europe. He thought he was heading back to La Liga a few weeks ago anyway, but now it is, he's officially leaving the LA Galaxy. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is heading back home to Europe as uh, he and the Galaxy have agreed to part ways after, uh, after this season. Um, Zlatan scored 52 goals and notched 17 assists in 53 starts. For the Galaxy. He's and good. A shockingly, breaking news here on the Afford Affair Podcast, everyone. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is good. So,
3: do you... Do you... And also, uh, breaking news, we no longer give.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Waza. Well, you're leaving, I guess, anyway, too, aren't you? <laughs>
3: He's leaving, too. So, yeah. Basically, um, basically like, all this big European star power all
2: yeah. things up,
3: so, uh, you know, good luck carrying
2: the lead, Carlos. Don't worry, D- David Beckham's team in Florida will be great. Don't, don't you worry. Who are
3: they supposed to get? Oh, maybe, uh, maybe they're gonna get
2: like... Oh God, That's he's been
3: great this year.
2: Yeah, this is, this is bad. But Zlatan, you were wonderful while you were here in America. We still loved when you were here in America, even when you played for PSG and you actually talked to us. So, thank <sighs> you. He
3: became Zlatan. our best friend.
2: He did. Thank you. Thank you Zlatan for everything.
3: Thank you, Zlatan. We will never you know, even when you win which was difficult for me. But yeah. Uh, yeah man we love you. You're our favorite. You're our hero.
2: We love him so 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 very much. So You have
3: to say to your great American fans uh, get that to my face. <laughs>
2: It's not what he said. He was very nice to us.
3: Exactly. That's what he could have easily said. Yes.
2: Uh, he was a gentleman and a scholar to us.
3: Oh, my gosh. Thank you, sir, because I completely overreacted. It's yes. like <laughs> that. like
2: that. It's oh, He's like, whoa, okay. Yes. What? What? Oh, man. It was great. It was amazing. one of the best moments in all New sports history. All right. Uh, that best is going to do it. That's true. That's actually true. Sorry, Jack. Uh, Let's head to the watch for Wes. What you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? Oh, gee, I watch so much stuff.
3: Oh, boy. So, as you all know, I finished um The Breaking Bad a few weeks ago. Yes, you did. Was still, but while still coming to you, I'll get to that soon. Okay. Um sorry, I was eating a little piece of sausage here. Yes,
2: fine.
3: Um actually have taken one of your recommendations and uh very early on have started on the good place. Hey! Welcome to the good place. Hey. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Yes, everything is fine. Um I was <laughs> I was sitting there watching it and I was like on such a great show okay she did all these things in life and she's getting her great reward it's like yeah i did none of that stuff it's like, oh oh, yeah okay yeah awesome so um yeah that's good i think i've watched like the so um i'm, I'm enjoying that
2: it's quite mm. good
3: uh, uh i have picked back up on the sopranos oh really okay
2: yeah another one of those hey guys have you ever heard of this what, sopranos i I, I don't what? know I, I didn't even know it ended I heard nothing about it well apparently it just uh they
3: went to commercial and forgotten <laughs> <get it. laughs> um what else I saw? oh I finally got a chance uh 1984 um through three episodes of that that's Jesus God, that's a
2: mind fuck, as usual. Oh, sorry. Well, oh, uh, American Horror Story. Gotcha. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, it's actually been pretty, fun. it's funny. It's pretty good. The I will, I will give it this. One thing about American Horror Story, when they do a period mm-hmm. piece, man, they go all in. Mm-hmm. They're so good with like their costumes and things like that. And they have like completely nailed the early to mid 1980s. I mean, the haircuts, everything, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, just had a little little twist to the end of the last one I saw, so looking forward to continuing that journey. Uh, I've been to the movies this week. Tell you, I saw a lot. Went and saw Midway. Oh yes. And if uh, if you enjoy a good uh, war movie, World War Two airplanes, uh, strategy, as our great President Bush once called it, Um, Midway. I mean, it's great, man. It was it was really really good. Patrick Wilson. Um, it's screen, screen, screen. Have you say yeah, his name. that one? Well, I was, of course, the only. Well, I think I was the only person to think fifty who went and saw it the other day. Oh. Um, and of course, as soon as he comes on the screen, oh, it's Francis, <laughs> Francis, Francis. Yes, that's right, folks. It is uh, Francis, aka Ajax, from Deadpool who I thought was just like the most perfect human being ever, every (laughs) villain forever. And he plays like the main protagonist um, uh, hero of Midway, the battle of Midway. Uh, He was uh, a naval pilot, Dick Best. Um, Very, they, they held really good historically on this one. Of course you had some Hollywood in it, but uh, they did a really good job. Really good cast. Woody Harrelson's in it. Um, Dennis Quaid's in it. Um, one of the Jonas Brothers is in it. Oh boy. I think it's, I think it's Nick. Isn't Nick Jonas the one who like does the movies? I think so. Who actually, I'm going to give him his props. He's really good. Everything I've ever seen him, i like, oh, it's a
2: Jonas Brother. Oh, he's really good. <laughs> I feel like he's the one like genuinely good Jonas Brother.
3: I believe, I believe he's the most talented of the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he yeah, he did a great job in it. It's it's just it's a really good cast and um, it's it's a really good movie. I would I mean it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But um, for you know anyone with any interest in World War II or you know aviation anything like that, it's uh, you know historical you know dramas. It's, it's really good, really mm-hmm. good. All and right. today I went and saw Joker again and just Bye, got to relive. Just got to relive my favorite, my favorite, I think my favorite line and favorite moment of a movie this year, mm-hmm. I'm riding in the back of that police car looking out and someone said, God, Gotham is burning. Burning. Oh, so, okay. So good, man. Henna, Henna. The last 20 minutes of that movie are just, Jesus, just it, knock it off, man. The last oh, 20 minutes. Oh. Amazing, man.
2: It's so terrible that when you say Gotham is burning, the only thing I can think about is Terry Bogard from uh, uh, Final Fight saying, <laughs> yeah, "It was one of those. All right, man, I'll believe you. Because that's, <laughs> that's one of his catchphrases. Uh, that's one of his Terry Bogard's quotes when he does one of his punches in the game. Is burning, burning, and they very weird. Ah, oh, it's lovely. Oh, it's well, so I'm weird. glad they didn't say it like that in Joker. <laughs> yeah." <sighs> Gotham is burning. Oh, my God. Anyway, speaking of burning, um, I had some money burning a hole in my. OK, I'm going the, the bit's dead. Uh, I... Thank God. <laughs> Disney Plus came out this week. Yeah, that started so tuesday night when it when so I,
3: everyone on facebook says
2: yeah uh, if you were able to get in congratulations um it worked fine for me when i came home from work tuesday and i celebrated by watching captain america the winter soldier ah uh, and it was amazing it was oh it's so good it's so so good i will say this it's not the best Marvel movie. It's also, I don't think the best solo Marvel movie, but I think it's the first best Marvel movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Like with
2: all with all due respect to Iron Man One and The Avengers, The Winter Soldier is the best, is the first best uh, Marvel movie that came out because it's so good. it has such a different, I think, tone. From a lot of the movies they had been trying to do that are a little more comic booky, And that that would set the pace for the rest of the movies to be able to do weird shit. Like Guardians of the Galaxy having their super goofy space tone. And Doctor Strange being this trippy mindfuck. And Ant-Man being a heist movie. And stuff like that. And being able to do these sort of different genres Within Winter the Soldier
3: broke the mold of yes. the, quote, superhero. Movie.
2: Yes, they were able to make what basically turned into a, sp- what was a spy thriller that mm-hmm. happened to have superheroes in it. Right. And it's great. It is a fantastic movie. And it
3: introduced us to my favorite of all the, uh, Mar- uh Bucky Barnes. <sighs> well, it didn't totally introduce us to- No.
2: To so the Winter Soldier. Yes. So we we had we had, we, had, we got to stand Sebastian. You see what I did there, uh, in the oh. the first Captain America as well. Yeah. Uh, but yes, then then he comes back with the slightly longer hair flowing flowing in the wind, and then oh. uh, then he and Shug then Mark. Of course, after I watched Winter Soldier, I decided to watch Civil War because that's also on Disney Plus. Thank you, Disney. I will consume the product now. Um, God, those are good. Guys. Civil War to
3: me is the best of the Marvel movies. It's really good.
2: It's really War, so,
3: fucking Civil good. Civil so good. There's <sighs> now, I mean, obviously to Infinity War and mm. Um mm-hmm. Endgame. I mean, they're they're kind of on a different level by yes. those mm-hmm. things. But when you just talk about there was so much put into um Civil War mm-hmm. that it that wasn't like a quote Avengers movie. Yeah. I mean everything in civil war spun everything
2: that happened mm-hmm. oh yeah it's it is fantastic. everything spun off of civil war so 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 very good I, I loved it so um,
3: civil war civil war was the um civil war was the point guard mm-hmm. that set up the uh that's that was setting everybody it was the passing point guard mm-hmm. that set everything up going forward
2: oh yeah absolutely it's it's fantastic it gets us uh, our first look at black panther it gets us our first look mm-hmm. at spoderman um it's oh it's fantastic just wonderful just wonderful so that's what i did uh and i'm sure i'll be watching more marvel movies uh the mandalorian is out if you like star wars i haven't watched it i'm not probably yeah, i've heard a lot of people it. talk
3: about that i'm i'm probably you and me were talking hmm. just time constraints and everything that i'm in right now Mm-hmm. I am probably going to wait until uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
2: Mm-hmm. I may wait till those are getting ready to drop before. Simon right. Disney. So yeah, when those series come out, it will be it will be good to go. But again, hey, there's a one week free trial, and if you're someone sure. who already who likes to subscribe to different things, again, there is as I was telling Wes yesterday when we were texting about it, um, there is a deal they're running where you can get. Uh, the Hulu with, with ads version, and Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus for thirteen bucks, which is basically like get paying for Hulu and uh, Disney Plus, and getting ESPN Plus for free. Which right. hey, if you're somebody I already,
3: who's I already get the ESPN Plus, I don't get
2: mm-hmm.
3: I don't get Hulu, but uh, I already get the ESPN Plus. I'm, I mean, hey, that might you never know. We might see.
2: We'll have to see. There you go. So again, great great stuff coming out of coming out of Disney Plus. They also have all the Simpsons. Um so I even watched like Now have films. you
3: heard uh, some of the controversy about the I heard that apparently they're editing out like non
2: PC moments of the Simpsons. I have not heard that. I heard that they were they stretched it. So that there's some visual gags on the side of the screen because it's now like sixteen by nine instead of four by three. Mm-hmm. There's some visual gags that don't make. I don't know how true that is. Um, I had not heard what you're talking about. That's something
3: that I had heard. Um, seen something about that? Uh, yeah, that um, they're they've edited out parts, or not even so much edited, completely changed what actually was said in parts. Um, if they
2: were quote offensive jokes. Interesting. I am going to uh, let's see. Uh, So, hmm.
3: Yep, there it is. Uh, Very first thing I put Simpsons Disney Plus. Uh, Simpsons fans mad at Disney Plus cuts off Simpsons jokes with widescreen episodes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I was thought. Like it looks like Michael Jackson Simpsons episode excluded. To be fair, that's mm, that's not
3: a. Well, there you go, but I mean, that's the thing you know? <laughs> I mean, that is
2: one of the absolute classics yeah. So, um, you know Thankfully, uh, there's another 30 years of Simpsons episodes that you can go through anyway And probably another 30 still to come Yeah, that's mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so Anyway, yeah, it looks like it looks like the 4x3 though is now, uh, now, I didn't think they would do that much editing because I do remember, like a bit they used like a week ago to promote it was like them all dressing up, but then Bart dressing up as Mickey Mouse and ending up moving yeah. the camera. So I figured they'd still be able to get away with like most of their stuff. The, the Michael Jackson one, I'm not surprised because oof, that that's a yeah. that's a new friend. it was a good at the time, but now it's now it's kind of a noob. New... Thankfully, Bleeding Gums Murphy never molested a child. So he stays on. Thanks, bleeding gums. So with that, um, are we gonna do a watch for? Do you want or not? We just did a watch for. Are we doing so elite raw or or not?
3: He'd be a jerk. I haven't I haven't watched enough of anything this week. That's fine. So raw. That's fine. We got we I marked out hard. Very small snips, but that's it. I don't think it's enough to really put anything. All
2: right, we marked out hard a couple weeks ago to Kenny Omega being. uh... Being Sans from Undertale, channeling the power of Sans from Undertale, as the announcer said. Um, so we're still recovering from that. We're on cooldown. We're on. We're on a big, big ultimate cooldown here. Um, just like super carry doing B. But that is gonna do it for us here. On the A Affair podcast for episode 288. Once again, big shout out to NGSC Sports as well as Alicia's Pills and Things for helping uh, provide this podcast to you all. You can find them on the social media as well as us. We are on the Twitter at AFA Pod is our collective. Wes, you are.
3: I'm at West Branch
2: 21. I am at Edward Green. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. And you can email us at All New Sports Show at gmail.com thanks to our podcast providers including podbean.com stitcher spreaker iHeartRadio, radio the TuneIn radio app google play music and the itunes music store um so you can catch all of our episodes those places you can also find them on youtube as well uh we'll be back i think we're still live next week right one more one more uh, week alive?
3: Yes. yeah we're still good next
2: week all righty so we'll be back of course we've Premier League. yeah we're we'll be able to we'll be able to wrap up uh euro qualifying we're going to wrap up your qualifying. So there'll be, there'll be stuff to talk about. Uh, and who knows, maybe Raheem Sterling will punch somebody. Um, so we'll talk about that. Maybe, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Raheem will finally lose it. Um, so we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about anything else that crops up, oh. but go, please go ahead. Shit. Garrett
3: called it and went on the side. Of-
2: no, Verlander did.
3: What?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh wow! I just saw that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, buddy.
3: Okay, Degrom won again.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, there's a there's a meme on here that uh, when you get robbed at the side.
2: Yep. Oh
3: shit! I didn't realize he didn't win it.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought it was like
3: so wrapped up. It, it was. It was not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So congratulations, Mr. Verlander. Yeah. You got that in yeah. Kate Upton, but you didn't win the World I was about Series.
3: to say, Cy Young and Kate <laughs> and So one for Kate to hold in each hand in front of us. Never mind. Anything else to add before we get out of here, Wes? Oh, God, Kate Upton. Uh, football playoffs. Yes. Like We were talking about a little bit in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, high school playoffs are here. The Big East is all in one freaking Top bracket, so they'll be done in a few weeks. Um, Tarburg gets a bye week, Southwest got a high speed. Um, and Nash Central made it. Yeah, good job, Nash Central. Yeah, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy. I think it's gonna be over kind of quick,
2: probably. I believe that's it for me this week. All right, well, then. With that, we will catch you guys next week on the a Foreign Affair Podcast. There's plenty of Euro football to keep you tied over until then. And while you're watching it, as always, stay safe and enjoy the football.
3: And don't impeach us, folks. We we try to do good by you. Or do
2: it's or do either it's or. either or it's it's really up to you, America. It's
3: sweep. We get a sweet parachute payment. that's uh
2: oh. Who was it? like? That filled Oh, that guy from WeWork. Yeah. yeah. that's uh, That's got to be nice. Hey, everybody, you're all getting laid off. We're laying off like a quarter of our workforce, but I'm getting a multi-billion dollar payoff to leave the company that I ran into the ground. Hell yeah. I
3: wish I could miss my job. If only. The if... problem is, if I screw up that bad at my job, I'm For killing somebody?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What?
0: This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop.